We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yesterday, I challenged my uh, jiu-jitsu coach, Hugh, he's a black belt, to uh, to roll five minutes okay, and, like, to go hard. And I was like, yo, because I've tried to get him on the podcast because he's a professional fighter and shit. And I've tried to get him on. And he's like, nah, man, you got to earn it. I was like, yo, let's roll then, five minutes. I was like, if you tap me more than four and a half times, he's like, why half? I was like, ah, that's like a betting thing, you know, over under. <laughs> I was like, so if it goes, if it goes under, no pushes here. Yeah, no pushes. Yeah. If it goes under, you come on the pod. If it goes over, then I don't. He's like, yo, only four and a half. I was like, yeah, why? You think you could do it more? He's like, yo, easily fifteen. I was like, nah. If you have to guess how many times he tapped me out yesterday, how many times would you say? And Eight. then I'll I'll tell you why I'm bringing up this story. Ten. What do you think? Twelve. Thirteen. Oh. <laughs> yo, he wrist locked me, which is like you kind of do this motion there and okay. you like press yeah, that. Yeah. Like, bro, I never felt that much pain. Until this morning, I woke up. I was like, "Damn, son, my wrist is really." He so basically, with that. yeah, basically, he won't be coming on the pod. So shouts <laughs> to Hugh for fucking me up. I mean, it's motive. It's motivation for you for next time. Man, levels. He brought his mouthpiece. Oh, you knew. That's he when brought, you knew. He brought the tights. I was like, "Oh, that's clip for me, bro." That's when you knew. <laughs> Maybe he's got to negotiate better. Yeah, yeah. I said a bad line there. Yeah. How's the betting world going for you? It's rough. Last with this last week has been rough. It's been rough. Uh, for the you know, I I I I tweet and I like provide support for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I tweet these things like, hey guys, you know, like if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. You know, we'll get them next. You know, we'll get them tomorrow. But it's been tough. I went. I'm still a, a few games above 500 without a doubt. I'm still probably in the 55 percent range, which is good mm-hmm. without a doubt. But you know, coming back to earth a little bit. You know, over a period of time, it ain't as easy, you know? Well, that that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people have realized. Yeah. Not as many screenshots, Alan, on mm-hmm. social media from certain people hitting them early parlays. Yeah. It's, and also, you know, the process. Like, yeah. less football as well. Right. And, and basketball's been a little funky. And then you had the hockey all-star break. 
you know, people are probably betting on things that they probably don't have that much information well, on. Well, people are losing their minds now. Just wait till March. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Well, I asked Alan. I was like, yo, you're not so... We were just chilling in the living room. I was like, yo, you don't really gamble much. He's like, oh, March Madness. I was like, oh, all right. That's, that's, Around the corner. That's, that's the time. Let's get it. Yo, fellas, uh, I want to start by saying thank you to both of you for your contributions coming on the show every week throughout the football season. Another year down uh, means a lot. You know, you guys are a big part of the success of this show. So a round of applause to you two legends. Let's go. Shout out to everyone that listened and continues to listen. Uh, just means a lot. So I thank you guys. All right. Gucci. Uh, what did you say? Gucci? Salucci. Oh, Salucci. They said salut. All right. Let's dive into some Super Bowl stuff. Alan, scale of 1 to 10, what's your level of excitement for this game? Go 9. I think oh. I think I think if the only thing missing out of a ten is just Tom Brady. No, just the <laughs> I'm looking at the roster. Just something with the Bengals. I do have that fear they could yep. get blown out. Yep. That, that's that's Ooh. that's why it's not a ten. I love everything about the story. I think both teams are incredibly exciting to watch. Like there's not much to hate about this matchup. The one thing though is there is a blowout factor. Yeah, I agree. I'd say I'm probably eight eight point five. Wow. And my only concern is, is you know, this 10-7 and 7 team coming back to earth a bit. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, we'll probably talk about it, but over the course of their playoff run, how many times, you know, did they, you know, barely squeak by? Like, you think about the Raider game. You think about, obviously, you know, the Titans game and Tannehill throwing three picks. And then you think about how many times did Burrow escape crazy pressure against the Chiefs. And, oh, by the way, came back from, you know, double digits in the second half. So, so many things have gone right for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's almost one of these situations where it's like... Every bounce has gone their way. Exactly. Yeah. Where the Rams, on the other hand... You know, they haven't put it together for a full game at times. You know, they've played really, really good halves. Right? I mean, the Arizona game was about as complete as a performance you could yeah, get. Yeah, all right. Arizona game. But the Bucks game, it was a tale of two halves, more or less. I think it was a three quarters of dominance. Yeah. That fourth Because they were up, what, 27 to 6, I think, by the fourth quarter? A couple so fumbles here, a couple fumbles yeah, there. I just think probably the biggest concern for us was against the Niners because for three quarters, I thought they got outplayed. Yeah. but yeah, they, were, they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, yeah. that one. Yeah. I was, we'll, we'll talk about it. But eight and a half, eight. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Bro, I'm at a 10. Okay. Hey, it's, hey you can make a strong case for it. So it, I, I love that it's two teams that we haven't seen, right? Okay. I know the Rams were in there a couple of years ago, but this is a completely different Rams team. Like, how many guys from that team are, is playing in this one, too? I could think of, like, Donald, maybe a couple of linemen. Cup, Whitworth. Well, Cup didn't play because he had torn his ACL, oh, but he was on play. the roster. Okay. He was on the roster. Was yeah. Woods? Well, Woods is not torn. Yeah. 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 Well, who has the torn Woods, ACL now? Uh, yeah, and he, yeah, because yeah, Ram, right? Ramsey yeah. wasn't there either. So yeah. it's, it is it's a much basically different. like Donald that I can think about. You know, like Gurley was the guy. I remember I bet Gurley for MVP. Yeah. I also had Edelman too, but like an asshole, I threw twenty dollars on Edelman at right. twenty five to one. I put yeah. like one fifty. I text boss. He went to FanDuel. I was like. I was like, yo, 150. And he's like, yo, but you've been hyping up Edelman. Why don't you put more? I was like, ah, right. I'm just, you know, Edelman has like a long shot. All right. I don't know if Weddle was on the Ravens or the Rams around that time, but he, maybe him, that's about it. Yeah. Like, otherwise, so, like this roster is this complete transition. Yeah. And and you look at some of those, the, the big names in it, Odell, Von Miller, Donald, the Ramsey, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford coming over, like that storyline too. And then like the Bengals being this team that comes out of nowhere, they got this new guy at quarterback that everyone's like raving about you know he's breaking swag twitter too everyone's following his outfits and shit and 
he's like, yo, don't post everything on Instagram if you're an athlete. Like, put the work in and don't worry about that shit, too. So, Jamar Chase. So, I mean, like, the list goes on. So, I'm I'm at, like, a 10, too. Am I a little influenced imp because, like, I'm financially invested in this? Probably. Of but course. I also like that it's some new blood, you know? Like, we've gotten accustomed to just Brady every year. Yeah. And even Kansas City, too. Like, this is dope to me. So, yeah, I'm no, at a 10, man. I'm totally with you on that. Nope. It's, it's very important that we have a new team and just such a great storyline too yeah well what i think real quick is such an interesting contrast for both teams is you think about the rams big name free agents mm. right things of that nature R- running their team like i would right like all these years we've been yeah. doing a show it's like yeah i'm trading all my draft picks give Chip, me guys that i chips know on on the all table in, baby pre-flop the Bengals probably hit and alan correct me if i'm wrong the Bengals probably hit on every not every free agent but on the defense all of the free agents they signed by the way, we're almost think of them as discount guys. Yeah, th- they only have really three homegrown stars on their defense. Everything they, else is, besides the two splashes for Hendrickson and Reader, it's mid-level, low-level signings. Yeah, so it's interesting and impressive that you can take a team. Were they last place in the division last year? Yeah, they had top five pick. And well, they, they had turned four it wins. Yeah, yeah, they turned it around. And again, with some of these mid-level guys, so that's a credit to their front office and their scouting. Mm-hmm. To be able to say we see something here in these guys that the rest of the league didn't, and 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 I just that's one of the biggest themes and that things that I'm excited about is just like where did these guys come from in a sense you know yeah, yeah. Don't and they for- really balled out. Don't forget about Staten Island's finest, Luan Maruto. Yep. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Who, by the way, Staten Island at all places interviewed to be the head coach of your team. Yeah. So just a bunch of a couple of guys coming out of nowhere, which is really exciting. No, nah, I, lo- I love that point, too, because it's, it's so true. Like, do you build through the draft and free agency like this, or do you mortgage your future to get all these established names? You know, one thing that really jumped out to me, I don't know if you guys knew this, that since McVay got there, you know they've had the third most draft picks in the NFL? They just haven't had first-round picks. Right. And they've hit on some, like, guys later on in the draft. Obviously, the most notable one is Cooper Cup, third or fourth-round pick. But they... They do. Henderson even was a later pick, also. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's the knock on him is like he's a burner. He's a he's a faster guy running back. He's not a guy who can give the ball tw- twenty times. But as I say it, I try to think of how many like bell cow backs are there in right. the league, Allen. So it's like it's kind of the norm. But they've done it like they traded for Sammy Watkins a while back. They traded for Brandon Cooks. They they make these trades all the time. That's like the notion of their team and their philosophy. There, you guys have seen the mugs, the less need mugs, where it's like fuck them picks. Nah, oh, I've seen seen that. oh, bro, you're missing out. Is Look. it similar to the Michael Jordan fuck them kids meme or whatever? It, it's very similar, but yeah. they have mugs in the Rams organization where it's like, look at that. Got it. It's yep. It's literally the Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, fuck them picks, man. That's their philosophy. Like, yo, we're going going all in. Alan, what would you say is one of your favorite like headlines going into this game? Not so much like a matchup, but you know, did you catch something on Media Row? Is there like a talking point that people are saying? I think that the Rams have four Hall of Famers on their roster. It's very fascinating. You have Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Andrew Whitworth. I think those four we are pretty certified to see him be Hall of Famers. Maybe Ramsey's a little early, but he's on the trajectory. Uh, we know the Rams, their roster is just star town, star town, star town. But the fact that they have four players that you can see them wearing those jackets, it's pretty remarkable. And you know, this is Whitworth's 
what a story for over a decade playing in Cincinnati. Word, yeah. Didn't win a playoff game, struggling for so long. And he had one of the more memorable quotes from the last Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots. Um, they were talking about, could this be his last snap? He said, it doesn't really even matter. It's like, to him, it's just like, I want to keep my head held high. I'm not pouting. I'm not going to be crying for myself. It's like, at the end of the day, I want to be remembered for keeping my head held high and keep competing hard. Because at the end of the day, we all die. Like, he said something, like, very like dark, but, but very yeah. you very remarkable quote, though. Like, you have to say, like, wow, this guy is very strong-minded. And Andrew Whitworth also rehabbed with Joe Burrow the past offseason. Or even during the season as well. So there's a lot of connections with him. And as a left tackle, 40 years old, blocking Cincinnati's most dangerous edge defender, there's a lot going on there. So I think the fact the Rams have like four Hall of Famers, but they also have one who's been on both sides. And he's a left tackle and he's 40 years old. And he's going to have a huge influence on this game. Yeah. I To me, it's, 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 it's the battle of you know, a quarterback who is trying to cement his legacy. Stafford could become a Hall of Fame quarterback after something. Like, do you think, do you believe in that? Do you think, obviously, if he wins and he ha- has that Super Bowl, he's in the Hall of Fame. Do you think? You think that's guaranteed, Stafford? Yeah, I, I, I could, would say so. I, no? I think it's consideration. I don't know if it's guaranteed, though. I, I, I would hope. I, I, would, I, I think Stafford, look, through the world of him is just... I just don't know how the grading system is these days. Got you. Uh, yeah. I, I it's hard think, to get in. Ha- yeah. It's hard to get into Hall of Fame. But do you think Eli – I don't want to go into this conversation. Right. But I think – <laughs> I love where you're going with this because I think that's one of the major, like, talking points. You know, I, w- I was trying to pitch this idea to you guys about, like, narratives next week. Like, if this team wins, if this team wins – I think this is going to be the biggest one because yeah. we even spoke about it when they won to go to the Super Bowl. How you can have the conversation like, "Yo, if he wasn't with the Lions, what's his career? He has as many as Rodgers. He has as many as Russell Wilson. Some of his peers in his conference. Mm-hmm. You well, can have that conversation. He might have as many as Rodgers after Sunday night. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's so, the point. Yeah. And he was in Detroit where yeah. his numbers Ro- were off the hook. Yeah, and look, I have his numbers here in front of me, right? QB record, awful, obviously. No, but QB, his losses are not a QB stat. He's five yards away from 50,000 in his career, Mm -hmm. right? 323 touchdowns, 161 interceptions. I would have thought he threw more picks because of the gunslinger mentality, right? Earlier in his career, he would definitely have that issue. And I think that he has the most to gain from this game if he wins from a legacy standpoint. Because I'm with you, man. If Look, he's 34 years old now. Chances are... It's more, what would you say the percentages are for Burrow to get to another Super Bowl and for Stafford to get to another Super Bowl, if you had to? I mean, it's impossible. Don't you think it's more likely for Burrow because of the age? He's, he's a decade younger than him. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good point. Quarterbacks play for a while, though. It's just very fair. Yeah, like yeah. Stafford's 34. He might be playing like this till he's 40. We don't know. And the NFC doesn't have five stud quarterbacks that are going to be competing right for the road for him yeah, yeah and the last thing is this rams team you can kind of argue it's similar to the bucks team of last year if they win or maybe lose a close game is it fuck it let's run it back yeah that's a big misconception that people have like yeah they're all in this year but it's also next year too like odell's gonna have to make a decision yeah. von miller but for the most part like the core of these guys they're still in the contract 
it's 2023 offseason. So this time next year yeah. is when you're going to be like, damn, you know, if the Rams don't win it on this Sunday, and then next year they get bounced in the divisional round or some shit, you're like, oh, we got to have that conversation. Was right. this the right thing to do? Yeah. yeah. I, and just real quick, last thing, coaching. I think, you know, the the the, the teacher and the student matchup. Which is weird because the student's older than the teacher. Is he? Yeah. Zach Taylor's older, older than, than, McVay. than McVay. You know, McVay's only, I found out he's only two years older than Stafford. Stafford, yeah. He's 36, bro. <laughs> I, I forgot who I heard say this, but McVay could coach for 20 more years. and Bro, 30 more years. Yeah, whatever. Belichick's like in his mid-60s, yeah. almost 70. Yeah, although I've seen interviews where McVay doesn't want to go that long. Yeah. Well, this would be a big step in him being able to kind of shorten that mm. coaching career a little bit if he gets one. Um you remember the outrage when Zach Taylor got hired? A lot of people were kind of like, oh, yo, what are you doing? The, the quarterback coach? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people were skeptical. Right. And, and, well, I, now Kevin O'Connell's getting the same treatment in Minnesota. So Yeah. 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 It used to be the running joke. If you're from the McVeigh tree, it's like you're going to get a job. Or well, at least interviewed. That's the Shanahan tree. The Shanahan. I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think there's a unique dynamic from the sense of McVeigh's been there. Their assistant coach has been there. Taylor was there on the other side, though. I don't know. I just think your boy Lou, like, it's almost as if the Rams, based on some of their historicals, you know, they've been there before. They're just a little bit more seasoned, whereas the where the Bengals is like they're playing with nothing to lose. It's yeah. like house money exactly. at this point. You know what I mean? And it's the dynamic of being less experienced on the field with the players, but also the coaching staff too. I think that's a unique curveball as well. I don't think there's anyone dealing more pressure right now than Sean McVay yeah. because. Super Bowl against the Patriots, he was clearly outcoached. Thought the NFC Championship game was a complete, utter nightmare. The way he was wasting those challenges, timeout was just bizarre. I hate that third down screen to Sony Michelle, which was just weird. Where choice. he, where the you, you were I, talking about that? Yeah, he said yeah, my yeah. bad to Stafford. Yeah, right? Yeah, it just Sean McVay did everything possible to lose that game against San Francisco, but he got bailed out by his defense and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So I think Sean McVay needs to deliver here with the right game plan. Don't get reckless with the challenges and use your timeouts right. I have a lot of props that align with some of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the props in just a second. But for me, the one thing that I'm looking at, man, is, you know, there. if Cooper Cup could get a championship and if he continues to just play the way he's been playing, like, dude has just, you know, you want to talk about props, 16 of the 20 games he's went over his receiving yardage. And usually blindly by default, Allen, in betting, if you were to tell me a wide receiver has an over 105-yard projection, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm taking under. It's a concern. It's just, it's such a wild number mm-hmm. to have. Like, Jamar Chase's is 83 and a half, mm-hmm. and he's the number one wide receiver for them. Like, you never see those kind of numbers. So I, that mm-hmm. just adds context to how fucking wild this season for him has mm-hmm. been. But... Dude, I mean, he set the bar. Yeah. I mean, nothing has changed from the regular season to now. We even had that talking point like week 9, 10 where it's like, yo, he's not going to win MVP, but he, he kind of should be in the discussion at least, right? And even in, this, in these playoffs, he has 25 catches for 386 yards, five touchdowns. Like nothing, nothing has changed, right? And you're looking at the combination of the regular season and the playoffs. If they can win the Super Bowl – Cooper Cup, this might be the best wide receiver season anyone's ever had. Damn. It's crazy to think. Mm-hmm. It's wild, bro. Credentials say it. Yeah. I mean, just the numbers. Like, he fell short, like, you know, a couple of catches here and there from mm-hmm. shattering all the records in the regular season. Mm-hmm. 
And I know it was an extra game, but, you know, that's just... He even addressed it, too. But, but the thing is, when you watch them, the thing that I think that's so impressive is, like, the defense knows where the ball's going, and you still can't stop them. It's like when you're playing, you know, when you're, like, a little kid, and you're playing, you know, sports with, like, the older kids, and it's like, oh, you know, the, or there's the one older kid on the field, and it's like, oh, you know, they're going to kind of throw the ball to that kid. You still can't stop it. I feel like it's the same with Cooper Cup. It's just like they scheme him open, and he's so good. There's nothing you could do. You know what's coming, and you still can't stop it. It's scary. This uh, this next thing, the biggest X factor for this game, Alan. It, I mean, it could be Cooper Cup, but we kind of know what to expect from him, right? Like nothing, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is going to sway me away from Cooper Cup having a big game. But what would you say is the biggest X factor for this bowl for you? I think X factor, you kind of want to stay away from stars because X factor is meaning something that isn't being discussed enough right, yeah. but I have a huge influence on the game and I have a feeling Joe Burrow is going to look at Darius Williams and be like okay I could target him whether it's Chase Higgins or even Boyd teams have been picking on Darius Williams and one thing I noticed with Darius Williams is he just does not like to jam wide receivers at the line scrimmage like Ayuk was eating him up uh, even Mike Evans was doing like it's just he's a really finesse corner and the thing with these Cincy receivers they're very physical yeah. they will get you Chase is already getting a reputation and look if you're good at it so everyone knows how good New Hopkins is at it like Chase gets away with some mo- pass interferences like he already has mastered the art of pushing off and hey if they don't call especially in the playoffs like we saw that Bengals Chiefs game mm-hmm. they weren't really calling much like let him play so I could see whether it's Higgins or Chase in particular because I think Williams is always on the outside. I don't think Boyd's going to get much opportunity. But I think if Burrow gets that time, he's going to look at his direction and be like, okay, I could get him here because I know I could trust both my receivers. They're going to overwhelm him, and they're going to create yard separation. Even if I have to make a tight window throw, they know I use their body, and they're going to box them out, and we get chunk plays, 10, 15, 20 yards, and especially on third and long when we got to convert, go in his direction. So – how the Rams, of course, look, we all know about the pass rush. Dick easily destroy this game. But if Burrow gets time, I think the big X factor is Darius Williams. Yeah, It's funny because you had mentioned, you know, if Burrow gets the time. For me, the X factor is the Bengals' offensive line. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, you know, you think about the last couple playoff games. They've done an amazing job of adjusting game to game. They get sacked nine times. And then the next game, they get sacked once. Burrow gets sacked once. That's an unbelievable jump, mm-hmm. right? And he's been sacked twelve times in the playoffs. Yeah, and then fifty-three in the regular season. Most sacked quarterback in the league. To, and I think to make the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. He beat Eli's record in twenty eleven, which I was telling Allen when he was on Sports Center mm-hmm. before we were talking about how like best game he ever played was at Niners NFC title game because. Dude got hit like 30 times, bro. Legit. Yeah. I don't know how many sacks. They, they sacked him like a handful of times. six times. Yeah, six, yeah. seven times. But I just remember him getting lit up too. Yeah. And I the, the both teams haven't been able to run the ball that well. And I'll go into that a little bit too. But if the Bengals' pass protection can hold up, you know, they obviously have a, a lot more of a chance. If, if this game in the trenches is, is the Bengals' offensive lines getting tossed around, it, I, to your point earlier, it could be a blowout. All right, because the big thing is that, yes, the Bengals have faced three defenses that have excellent pass rushes. Like We know the Raiders had those edge rushers. Titans yep. are pretty complete. And then you have the Chiefs with Chris Jones, a wrecker, and then you have Frank Clark, Melvin Ingram. Thing is, they haven't faced 
a pass rush as complete as the Rams. Line, yeah. linebackers, edge yeah. rushers. Like obviously you have the total monster and Aaron Donald, but now you have the edge rushers with Floyd and Miller, and especially the way Von Miller is playing in particular. Like now you have to go against a complete unit that can totally destroy a game. So I think that's going to be the real big challenge for them. It's like, okay, you've gone through some battles, and Burrow mm-hmm. has definitely been incredible escaping pressure. Like what he did, that one play, particular Chris play on Jones, Chris right? Jones, twice to do that. I don't think he's it's escaping Aaron. The, yeah. Those are the plays I don't that think he's escaping Aaron Donald. And if he somehow does it, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd will be waiting because Leonard Floyd's very good at those cleanup sacks. So that that's the big concern. It's like, okay, Burrow, as great as he is with his pocket movement and his feel for pressure. Oh, man. Zach Taylor. Chip, use heavy formations. Give him all the assurances he needs to play well. But if they're, you know, if if the defense, you know, is expecting a lot of the short stuff because they know they're not going to have the time for these long passes to develop, these long routes to develop, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you know, you're limiting yourself as an offense. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing to me. Like, if we're watching that game and it's, you know, he gets sacked a few times in the first quarter or whatever. I feel like that will kind of do a really good job of painting a picture of what the rest of the game is going to look like. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bengals have come back in every game, correct? Yeah. So it's something that they're no strangers to. We'll see if they could do it again. I I, I do think they'll be playing from behind, though. Yeah, I, I love your point. And I think, honestly, if we're looking at grand scheme of things, I think that's the biggest X factor, right? The O-line for the Bengals against the pass rush for the yeah. Rams. Now, last year, I was all in on the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to beat the Bucks. I thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl from, from the summer. Why am I bringing that up? Last year, we saw how a bad offensive line against a good elite pass rush, how bad it could look, yeah. right? What did they score? Nine points? Three yeah. field goals? Yeah. Mahomes in that game? But he was injured, though. Yeah, I get it. But he also ran for like 500 yards in that game. Like yeah. When they calculated. Running around. Yeah. So uh, how injured was he? He was still mobile enough. I don't, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that. I, had I don't anything. think it's relevant. Yeah. I don't think yeah, that's. They got, they got destroyed. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, so why, like, yeah. why I bring that up is, yeah, the Bengals offensive line is healthy going into this game, but it's not good. It's been a liability all, all year. season. Mm-hmm. So I learned from that Super Bowl that if you got a whack offensive line against an elite pass rush. Shit might get ugly. That's why, to me, I think that's the biggest X factor. I agree with you. Just adding to your point. Now, yeah. my biggest X factor, I think, might be something that I feel like no one's talking about, but the running game. And more so, maybe not like in between the tackles or handoffs, but I think Mixon might be in line for a big game with like dump passes. Okay. To alleviate some of that pressure maybe some swing routes some screen passes to slow it up a little bit and Uzoma he wants to play I don't know how healthy he's gonna be dude was on crutches and shit and and he did like the jumping up and down on the stage but then you could see him noticeably limping as he's high-fiving the fans at the at the like meet and greet and shit and he's gonna need a check down guy he's gonna have Boyd but I think mixing out the backfield not mixing as the running back careful Mm -hmm. I'm talking about in the receiving game you know, to give away a little bit of the props, I love his receptions. Three and a half, I think that's yeah. a little enticing. Yeah. But I think mixing as a X factor out the backfield, I think is a huge key for this game too. I, Especially if the O line is going to be as bad as you're expecting it. Allen has some concerns too. We're we're thinking that's a big storyline. I, I think that that might be interesting. Yeah. yeah. yeah what's in, 
their screen game against the Chiefs was atrocious. Like, at the first half, I'm like, they cannot do anything. And then next thing you know, you see Samaji Piroi, 40 yards, touchdown. It's like, all right, well, they got that one down. So they're going to have to run screens because the Rams' defense is ultra-aggressive, and I think that's a good way to at least slow down their pass rush. I'm going to mention this. Sorry to cut you off. I'm going to mention this in the prop conversation. But I, I just I want people to be conscious of what you just mentioned. Do I think Joe Mixon is going to be in line for some targets? Of course. But they have been playing P. Ryan more, and it's because he's a much better pass protector. And I do think the P. Ryan effect is going to take – you know, I think it's going to – I think he's going to play more and more as – like, I know his snaps are going up every week, and it's because he's a better pass protector. And I think of all weeks, this is the week that you need him to do that. So don't get me wrong. You know, is, is Mixon going to be involved? Of course. But I do think, you know, in terms of, of, of P. Ryan's ability to block, I think it's not going to go unnoticed. And he out he was he out targeted Mixon last week, four to three, by the way. And one of those he turned into a touchdown. So I'm not saying he's going to score another touchdown, but I'm saying from a from a pass protection perspective, you may need to have him in a little bit more than you think. Yeah. Which may imp- impact some of Mixon's numbers overall. Just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not. He could break it in one play. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's weird. I think I think at this point they're they're gonna stay with Mixon. Um P Ryan, like, yeah, he had the four he had the three catches. Um, you know, one of them was like the home run play, which was for forty something yards that they scored the touchdown on. But outside of that, he's been kind of a liability for them out the backfield too. And his snaps are going lesser and lesser. Yeah. Um Mary, yeah, he, he it, had the drop against Tennessee that led to interception. Interception, yeah. So it you know, you're right though. You're right. That is something to to like think and, about. And it could be a situation where they make it seem like he's in there for pass protection, and then maybe he, you know, he's running some routes. But he's a, mu- a much trusted. He's a much more trusted pass blocker. And when you have these animals up front, you know, and your offensive line is so bad, I think that's a lot more valuable. And and I'm I'm curious to know what the snap share looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, want to dive into some props? Yeah. Favorite props. Talk to me. Lead us off, man. So, <clears throat> actually, can I can I lead one yeah, off? Yeah, do your It piggybacks mm-hmm. off what Alan was saying before about uh, the the corner for the Rams, Williams. Um, I love T Higgins in this game. Oh, I think baby. T Higgins is. I have bet him for MVP as a long shot, fifty to one. Um, and, and I want to just establish one thing when it comes to MVP for me personally. I don't do the favorites. I don't bet the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. Well, all right. Um. I like picking a guy from each team. This way, if one wins, I have a dog in the mm-hmm. race. If the other wins, I have a dog in the race. Uh, my favorite, like, long shot is T. Higgins. He's 50-1. to 1. The matchup, he's 6'4". Williams is 5'9". And like you said, Alan, they pick on him because also on the other side is Jalen Ramsey. Right. So I think that the Rams, this is a little PFF action for you, Imp. I know you get excited with that. The Rams run zone coverage at the third highest rate in the league. T. Higgins is going to kill that zone. T. Higgins is the preferred option in the passing game against the zone coverage. In man-to-man, he's going to chase. Mm -hmm. In zone, he goes to Higgins. And if they maybe do like the Patriot way on chase, which I think is something they might do where they'll double him when Ramsey isn't on him, and then when Ramsey's on him, they'll like isolate it on its own. I think T. Higgins is in line for a big game, man. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, like you know, five, six catches, maybe a touchdown. His his yardage mark is sixty nine and a half yards. That's might be my favorite prop on the Bengals. Yeah, I also think there's some consideration for Boyd as well. 
specifically specifically like you said in terms of the zone being able to kind of you know find some pockets in the zone and you know he's been they've been you know trusted guys the entire season so i think that's a great point that you mentioned about you know and i have that's one of my plays here man it's it's i have i have plus plus 100 you know plus 100 on over five and a half receptions um so i love that man i love it i love it i love it um and yeah and they play a lot of zone coverage especially you know in the red zone too so i have one for you guys you ready do you uh do you have any props yeah I got oh you have some yeah. but you feel free to like go chime MP. in no, or like, go MP. What, no what do you think go about first. T. I did take spot on yeah i love everything about t higgins and it's the perfect matchup for him you saw in that kansas city game they were looking to get the ball to him yeah in some spots so T, T Higgins has set a pretty high standard this year, and I think, you know, I thought his yards would be up like 80. In fact, it's only 69. It's like, all right, you got to jump on that. And when mm-hmm. you factor in playing from behind, most likely, you yeah. factor in. He's going to uh, probably get 8 to 10 targets. Yeah. And you also throw in the fact that he's done, he's gone over 190. He's had these 170. Bro, he's had he has, some wild, games. like. He's, he's, had, he's efficient. The guy, when you throw the ball in this vicinity, he's going to come down to it. And that's the kind of game he's going to need to win MVP, right? Yeah. He's going to need one of these monster games. Yeah. So it, it's, it helps to know that he's done it before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. I have a. I have. So I want to just say something to you, Nick. You said you don't want to bet on the favorite, and I feel you. You don't want to bet on Stafford, right? No. Nah. Or Burrow. No. Nah. So I have a way. I, there's a strategy. If you want to bet on the Rams to win, but you don't want to bet on them as the as as a favorite, right? As like the money line. As a money line favorite, you can bet on Stafford to just win MVP. Chances are, if the Rams win, Stafford's going to be the MVP. So question: In any of the playoff games, was he the MVP for the Rams? Who was the MVP of the last game? Cooper Cup. You make a strong argument he was MVP against the Bucks. I know Cup made the big plays, but Stafford plays. Stafford made about yeah. as flawless as a game you could play. I know you could go co-MVP on the Bucks game, but like no one could deny Stafford was electric in that Bucks game. I, yeah, I feel like he was slinging it on third down against the Niners too, yeah. no? No, but he had the pick and then the – Tar play, like yeah, he, he had yeah. some blunders against the Niners. But I, to be fair, St- McVeigh wasn't exactly setting him up for a lot of success, no, no, and making some of these bad decisions. Right, that, that, that too. But Stafford did put the ball in harm's way. But I thought the Tampa game, he was flawless. Yeah. I, so against the Niners, Cooper Cup, eleven for one forty-two and two touchdowns. Yeah, he was MVP against the Niners. For Stafford sure. had three thirty-seven, two touchdowns, one pick. So two of the touchdowns went to Cooper Cup. But I just want to – I hear what you're saying, right? And I'm, I'm going to let you continue. But I'm trying to paint the picture of it's, – it's the Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers thing where in like daily fantasy, it's like you don't need to stack Rodgers and Adams because you can get the Rodgers production through Adams since everything is funneled to Devontae Adams. Cup is going to get 12, 13 targets minimum in this game. So I think you could get that MVP exposure, what you're saying, and the Rams winning through Cooper Cup. Interesting. Co- I, I, Cooper Cup against Tampa, right? Against well, against Tampa, uh, Stafford was three sixty six, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup was nine for one eighty three and a touchdown. It's 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 a, it's the Super Bowl though. That's all I'll say. And I get it. And and look, it's. It's skewed towards the quarterback, yes. right? Absolutely. Yes. Not going to disagree with you there. But I think, and I like your logic, because that's how I feel if I was going to bet Burrow. If I want, if I think the Bengals are going to win. Bet Burrow MVP. I'd rather bet Burrow MVP. I think you need to hope for 
if you're going to go Stafford, hope he throws a touchdown to Beckham or Jefferson or Blanton. I think Cup could have two touchdowns. Depending on the yardage, Cup could have two touchdowns, and they can still give it to Stafford. Don't forget, Mahomes won MVP, and we all know Darrell was it, Darrell Darrell Williams. Williams should have won MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of just what I'm trying to say here is it's the legacy game. It's the storyline. It's right. the, They brought but, him over. But don't you think it's it's just as much a legacy, the Cooper Cup thing? Like I was just painting the picture how people are saying he might have the greatest wide receiver season ever. And like Cooper Cup is... He's already being hyped up. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't Odell we're talking about. Like if I was making this case for Odell, I could I feel you. But I think with Cooper Cup, this is a this is a different conversation for wide receiver. We'll see. So what was your thing? You were saying to get exposure. If you like if you want to bet on the Rams to win and you don't want to pay, you know, pay up on on the VIG yeah, minus on them being a favorite. Yeah. You just bet Stafford to win MVP and you get plus I, I see plus one thirty. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what you see. Yeah. Um, win bet but it's just a plus 130 is a unique way to bet on the rams winning um you, i have a, i have another one that's really unique too well alan what kind of prop you got i think this is a lock obj's at over 63 and a half he's been getting close to 10 targets game in the playoff run higby's likely out you just see the rapport with stafford and beckham like they're on they're on fire on all cylinders right now and i just think you beckham's gonna find some space in that zone Whoever it may be, like you saw in all these playoff games, like he's running slants, in breaking routes, digs. Like he, he's not running these over simple, uh, oversimplified routes. It's just very straight to the point. Like they just like, okay, we know where you're effective at. We're gonna get you the ball in space. We're gonna use you in the middle of the field. And I just think against the zone, you could just get those chunk plays easy. So to me, Beckham, I would go over in a heartbeat. Yeah, I like that too, man. I think Beckham is just. You know, coming off a career, uh, not career game, but coming off his best game in the playoffs ever in the biggest spotlight, nine for 113. Made several big catches, too. Yeah, and, yeah. and he was making those catches even before. Like, we yeah. talked about it, you know, in the Ravens game, right, mm-hmm. on the road. He makes the fourth down catch, and then he scores the touchdown there, right. too. They go to him in the end zone. I think Beckham definitely, definitely scores a touchdown on Sunday. Yeah, I think. Like anytime touchdown score, plus 125, I'm taking that. Bro, it's mm-hmm. in L.A., it's a Super sure. Bowl, Beckham, like. You know, I, I think they're going to scheme some shit. Give him a chance to score a touchdown. How many yards did you see for Beckham? 63 and a half. Yeah. I see 62 and a half, which is really interesting. Oh. Yeah, it's and, around there. And, Alan, I love where you're going. Just in terms of, you know, shout out to Props Cash. Uh, the Rams target distribution, 73 and a half percent go to their wide receivers. 14.6% of their targets go to the tight end. Right, and at this point, Higby's not gonna play, so Bland's pretty much just a check down yeah. secondary guy. So you got to think some of that target share goes back to the wide receiver group. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. So and, I think and Jefferson's been banged up a little bit. Yeah, and and look, you know, seven, 70 receiving yards against Tampa, 113 against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He's basically doubled his production, r- roughly doubled his production over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and you got yards on against Cincy. Like I know the defense has been resilient, but no. you, you you could. You could get chunk plays pretty easy against them. Bro, they're giving up 248 passing yards per game. That's 26 right. in the NFL. Yeah. So. I, I, I like it a lot. And, and that's one of those bets, one of those prop bets where it's like, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get really creative because I have, I, am I ready to go for the next one? Yeah, go ahead. I have a really kind of unique one here. Okay. So one of my favorite. Borussia Dortmund under. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like this one though. Tell, tell me, tell me. All right. So similar to my last play where. You know, if you want to bet on the Rams to win, but you don't want to bet them as the favorite, you can bet them as right, the favorite. Right, right, and find some value there. Yeah. I like to bet 
for you know, will, will the first score be a field goal or a touchdown? Mm. I like field goal. Okay. Teams are a little bit more conservative. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. McVay, I think this is an excellent, excellent. Yeah, yo, you're. I believe more towards the Bengals though when it comes to conservative, but both coaches can be conservative. Yes. McVay, I think, is going to take points early if he can. Uh-huh. Right. You already I, know Zach Taylor's going to do it, and he's got. And I have more McPherson in a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it's. It's its first score of the game is a field goal. But hear me out. If you bet it as is and you want to bet field goal, it's plus 140. You know, if you want to bet that. If you just flatly bet first score Rams field goal plus 400, first score Bengals field goal, it's plus 400. You play those both, it's plus 150. You're getting 10 cents on the bet just by betting them individually. You're saving 10 cents if you just bet them individually. So, I mean, either way, you hope for a field goal. And that's actually a fun bet for you because you don't really care who hits the field goal. You know what I mean? It's the same bet. You're just getting a little bit more value. You're just hoping the offensive stall at some point and they kick a field goal. You're not worried about first touchdown score, none of that. None of that. So... That's something that I think is interesting. We should drop in the 10 cents to the dollar bars, too. What's up, baby? Yeah. You know, Rams, great red zone defense. We've talked about this. And, and McPherson's on a roll. The be- the Bengals will kick a field goal. They'll go as, as far as 55, 56. It doesn't really matter. I they mean, trust that kid's leg. They got a top three kicker in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yo, real quick. I have uh, – let me just jump one more, please. Yeah, yeah, good. Opening kickoff to be a touchback. No, no, no. <laughs> Minus 108, cuz. Von Miller? On, if you want to hit an early bet, you can go first play Don't from you... scrimmage running play. Minus 130. Oh, if it's the Bengals, first down runs. That's all you saw <laughs> against the Chiefs. I think both teams. Both teams. Yeah, you can see it with the Rams. I'm just, I'm just saying with the Bengals, like, they are very predictable. With you want to hit one early? You go, you do that. Uh, I would have I ended the pod if you said the coin toss. No, no, no. That's, you that's, can't that's bet a loser toss. bet. No, you can't bet the coin toss. It's a loser bet. Do you know why you can't bet the coin toss? Was it just true 50-50? It, it is a true 50-50, yeah. but not... I just at, find it to be lame. But not at the sports books because they make you pay extra. So it's like minus 104, meaning 100. Oh. You got to bet. If you want to bet heads, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At a sports book, it's you gotta risk a hundred and four dollars to win a hundred. Oh, it's not even odds. Uh-huh. It'd be evens if me and you are at the bar, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go tails, you go heads." Uh-huh. Ne- next one gets a Corona. But if it was like, "All right, heads, you gotta put a hundred and four dollars to win a hundred," like they're, they're the dumbest bets. Not a fan of that. Not a fan. And uh, last one, real quick here. Last one hold for on, me. Hold on, I got something. Oh, got something. okay, okay. Right. We got Allen too. Allen, Allen, you got another one you were looking at? Uh, this one's pretty basic, but I just think Stafford at 278.5, he's got to go over. I just feel like there's so, there's yards to be had against this Bengals defense. Like, if I'm looking at the Rams skill position players, really focus on that. You know, you can get into the, the defensive side, but, like, whether it's, like, I think I also saw Sony Michelle's, like, 17 and a half. I could see Sony Michelle getting, like, 8 to 10 carries because I the Bengals can be run on, and I think the Rams are going to want to, you know, at least establish it to somewhat to some extent. Fourteen to one odds. Sony Michelle scores the last touchdown of the game. Playoff Sony. Hey, Super Bowl to two. ice the game out. Wow. Because there is probably some concern with Acres, especially no, the, g- I, given the fumbles against Tampa Bay, and he hasn't looked all that great. But I know Sean McVay fully trusts him. But he, you know, he's still not going to be a guy to get twenty carries. So Michelle's definitely going to play a factor in this. Yeah. And real quick, you know, I like the Stafford. 
Over his last five, he Stafford's averaging 290 passing yards per game, 366 against Tampa, 337 against right. San Francisco, and we talked about kind of Cincinnati's yeah. ability to give up the pass. Yeah, I also saw. I think it was like I don't know if it was one and a half or two and a half. I, like I saw it mixed up. But if it's only one and a half touchdowns, you better go over quick because nine of the last ten games Stafford's had two touchdowns or more. The only game he threw less than two touchdowns was the the. Just a complete disaster against Minnesota. Even though they won that game, he was just all over the place in that one. But I could see Stafford easily throwing three touchdowns. Yeah, you know. uh, I'm building us a single game parlay, which we'll we'll uh, we'll come to some agreement before we you know continue. We're gonna spend some time on the props. But how about this one? Anytime touchdown score. Ready for this, Alan? Are you ready? Yes. Like Triple H used to ask. Rams defense and special teams. I just have this image of like sack fumble, pick. Aaron Donald stripping. Burrow hasn't fumbled yet. Yeah, that's he's taken true. so many hits. He has not fumbled in the playoffs. That's he threw true. he threw an ugly interception against Kansas City, but about that, besides that, he's protected the ball well. But Rams Rams had those playmakers though. Rams defense and special teams to score a touchdown at any time in the game is plus six hundred. For it to be the first touchdown at a game, twenty nine to one. It's tempting. I kind of I, I I'm gonna have some sprinkles with first TD for Rams D. First I love look. It's a sucker bet. It's one of the dumbest bets. No professional betters really make this because it's a losing proposition. Like you really have you know single digit odds in your favor for it to happen. First of all, you gotta hope that your team wins the coin toss, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I take like three if three if I take Cup Odell and Rams defense, well Rams defense, I would want them to lose the mm-hmm. coin toss, but. The Bengals get the ball, then I'm asked out, right? So one thing I like to do when I'm betting on first TD score is I like to have a, a dog on each side. So I'll take a flyer on a guy actually who I like, and I know it's kind of underwhelming because he's been kind of suspect the last couple of weeks. But 16 to one for Van Jefferson to be the first touchdown score of the game, I've already bet it. Do you know he scored four times the first touchdown for the Rams this year, as many as Cooper Cup has? Wow. He had, that, he had like a midseason run, I remember. So I think from a why not perspective, and also if you're going to bet someone to score the first touchdown mm-hmm. in a game, you should also bet them to score the first touchdown for their team. Right. Because you could still hit that even if you don't hit first touchdown score for the game, mm-hmm. if you follow. So mm-hmm. like say I bet Van Jefferson mm-hmm. to score the first touchdown, mm-hmm. and then T. Higgins scores the first yeah. touchdown. Well, I still have life on that mm-hmm. one. For him to be the first TD yeah. score for the Rams. I guess my concern would be how many of those touchdowns were was did happen before Odell joined. Because I just feel like once Odell joined the Rams, Jefferson's just become like a decoy. So jo- Josh and Danny text me the same exact thing. They're like, yo, but, we, we love the logic behind it, but the same thing that you're saying. But, like, how many call, of them were before we and called? And also the Bengals defense, they, they'll allow yards. They only get beat deep. Mm. So. But how many – But. Odell, the Odell arrival and the Robert Woods injury happened roughly at the same time. Yeah, literally same time. Same time. Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, just real quick, Robert uh, Van Jefferson, I'd look at longest reception, over 17 and a half yards. Well, that's a good one. So he Yeah, added, I mean, all his stuff is like his average depth of target, the A dot, is very far downfield. So, yeah. Thir- he, yeah, it's, he, yeah, it's, that's, I hear you, and I'm with you in terms of, you know, early bomb or whatever the case is. Um, I like that. That's interesting, though. 
But yeah. to your point, how many of those happened it's, before? It's, it's right. Ben, Ben, don't break, right? Yeah. So that's how I would look at. But no, I do like the because he will get. They're gonna draw Four something up. For yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. Now is it gonna McVay be early or yeah? Like I even like him plus three hundred to score a touchdown at some point in the game too. Yeah. I think is is kind of interesting because because McVay loves running those reverses and jet sweeps all three of the receivers, so mm-hmm. they're gonna be involved then. Amp, you got any other ones? Yeah, I have. I have a really good one. Okay, a really, really, really good one. I have a lock. You want to hear a lock? Give me a lock. I have a lock. This is a lock. Okay. You're gonna have to lay a lot down, but it's a lock. Coin toss to be deferred. De- De- McVeigh's deferred every coin toss, and Taylor has deferred every all but one. I think in the forty games that these two teams have played. 39 times the team that won the coin toss deferred. Yeah. Do you know who the only team was that wanted the ball when they won the coin toss? The J. E. And they won that game. <laughs> when they played the Mike Bengals. Mike White. When they played the Bengals. So this coin toss to be deferred, minus 500. But chances are. That's a lock. If you got some money, throw that in there, and then you can cover some of these crazy bets yeah. that we're making. That's a lock, bro. That's easy. You you said something earlier about McVeigh calling timeouts. Team to use their first timeout, Rams minus 130. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You already know someone's going to be lined up wrong. Bro, when yo, remember we went to the Action Network live podcast? Yeah. One of the bets that I made that year was first penalty to be a false start. And it was like plus 380. And that's what false it was. Start. False start on the Rams. I mean... There's R- roughing ones. the passer would be a good one. Ooh. Yo, imagine. I feel like it would be like for Burrow, though, they would call yeah, it. Maybe yeah. to make sure, like, yo, yo chill, don't hit this. this kid. If he goes out, the kid. Yeah. Because they're not really calling pass interference in the playoffs. So if you want to look at either roughing the passer or holding, because all Bengals will be holding. A holding is yeah. goody, too, yeah, bro. So I would say look at either holding or roughing the passer. Oh, man. Right. Ready? Longest made field goal. Cincinnati mm-hmm. minus one fifteen. There's questions about Gay's long ability. He missed a forty seven yarder, right? Which yeah. is weird because like he made the Pro Bowl too. Like he's a good kicker. I think not... he had a little injury situation oh, after I wasn't the game. Sure about that. Mm. So he had so he had you know, he's there's some questions there. Also, Rams are most are more likely to have deeper drives into the Bengals territory. Would you agree or disagree? Be- better that. defense, right? They're right. more likely to have deeper drives. Yeah. McPherson, 12 of 14 of field goals over 50 yards this year. 36 points via field goals in the playoffs. He's perfect. 12 for 12 on field goals. 4 for 4 on extra points. I think, I think you know, the Bengals hit the longest field goal of the game. I, 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 that's probably one of my favorite bets. Mm. Longest field goal, Cincinnati. Just always dicey with special teams. It's like you'll know how the game's yeah. going to turn out. You'll know if it could be two, three possessions. I also feel like they're more likely to, to attempt, be like from, a, but like a, to attempt like a fifty-five yard field for goal for sure. But my bad. But I also think that I worry about them playing from behind. Mm. You know, is it the third quarter? You know, and they're down two possessions, and right. it's one of these situations right, right, where right. instead of kicking the field goal, they they go for it, but. And then real quick, last one. Third. Can, you, can you hold on yeah, to that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Alan, give me another one. Do you have another one? I really don't. You don't? Okay. <laughs> you got one? Do you, do, you, do you have a gut feeling anyone else scores a touchdown? Give me a Bengal you think scores a touchdown. Because I'm looking at this single game parlay. We got three Rams and one, uh, one Bengal. 
they do like using mixing a lot. Like when you notice when they get in the red zone, they will run the ball. Yes. So yes. and the Rams, they could get a little over. So one thing I think the Bengals look to capitalize on the Rams could get very undisciplined. Rams have terrible linebackers too. Troy Reader, fifty ones out there. Teams will go after mm. him. They don't play linebackers that often, right? Well, they got to play one of it. No, of yeah. course, but there's yeah. times when they're playing at like one right. linebacker period. So I could see like if the if, if the Bengals are able to get to the second level, particularly Mixon, who is great at breaking tackles. I could see mixing it because when they get in the red zone, it's like okay, we need we're gonna try to run the ball on first down. And, you know, I could see Mixon breaking one because look, I know Higgins Chase was a popular pick, but I think Mixon's getting a little bit overlooked. And you know, I, I, I like that. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. Imp, what do you think about this parlay? Ready? Hit me with it. Plus seventeen thirty eight, right? It's basically eighteen to one odds. Stafford over two eighty one and a half. Okay. T. Higgins, 69 and a half. Okay. Beckham over 62 and a half. Okay. Mixon anytime TD score. Odell anytime TD score. 25 bucks wins you 435. Sounds good. And we don't need to worry about first TD score, Alan. Mm-hmm. Just anytime scores, Odell and Joe Mixon. You guys into co-signing this? And we put this up as the... The VM SGP baby. Yes. Is it only if it gets boosted? Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk to some people, see if they can give it to us. To quote the great YG, scare money, don't make no money. Let's it's go, true. baby. It's Fire true. it up, yo. What do you say if we throw Rams to score uh, a defensive touchdown first in here too to break nah, nah. Now what you need to do is you need to throw in third quarter over nine and a half points. Rams score the fourth most points in the third quarter. Burrow and Stafford rank first and second in yards per attempt in the third quarter. Both teams are great at making adjustments. Definitely the Bengals. Damn, it don't let us throw that in there, son. I love that play. Shout out to the shout out to the maestro Larry Hartstein for that one though. I can't take credit for it. That was I like maestro. that logic though. But even like his Super Bowl history, true. <laughs> like the first first quarters tend to go under. Uh-huh. And then out the gate, second half, you've seen the Bengals come out firing in the second half, too. Just don't forget, halftime is like double the time. Yeah. Not, you have more time. You have about like an hour, you have, done. Literally, I hate to bring this story up because I hate talking about the Falcons Super Bowl. <laughs> but but Mohamed Sanu was doing an interview on Good Morning Football, and he was talking about how the Falcons got thrown off by the halftime show. They were waiting so long for yeah. Lady Gaga to finish. And Mohamed Sanu was like, we're waiting there. We just want to get back to playing. Yeah, and he bro. said and he said it did affect them, and then I was just like, "Yo, yeah, right, yeah, man. dude, think about it. You have all that momentum. The last thing you want is to go any stoppage like that." Yeah. Now I feel, like th- I feel like this halftime show will be even longer. Oh yeah, they're gonna go. Come on, you yeah. gotta give Snoop his time and everyone else there. I, it's just I really like that. You know, Eminem might do something crazy, and FCC will have to get in for like five. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what do you think of uh yo, you might be into this one, man. What what's gonna be the first song for the Super Bowl, Alan? What do you think it's, is the first song? It's gotta song be something I think Dr. Dre is like the main How can it not be California Love, yo? That would be good. Welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West. It's yeah. it's, it's in LA, yo. That gotta be the first what are the odds of that? Eminem's performing too. What if it's forgot about Dre? No, I th- yeah, that could be it. I just think I do agree with Nick Asby saying California based. based. Yeah. It it, 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 I feel like Dr. Dre is going to be at the, the up. center up. of it, though. 
First song performed, California Love, the favorite. Plus, I'm sharp, son. I didn't even know that shit. No, I don't think they're going to have Eminem first because he's like the only non-Cali artist there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it got to be. It got to yeah, be. To though. me, I think Dr. Dre, you know, maybe Snoop Dogg, but you know, like Kendrick and Mary J will do their thing. But I think it's he's the main attraction. They open that up, it, it goes dark, and then they play California Love. Like, come on, that'd man. be fire. That'd be fire. Well, do do you have any other props? I'm pr- I'm pretty good on the props. We gave a bunch. I just but are we are we all co signing? Is there anything we don't like for this for this one? Right. So once again, anytime TD scores, Odell and Mixon, Odell over sixty two and a half yards, T Higgins sixty nine and a half over, Matthew Stafford two eighty one and a half, and I like this because they all correlate too. Then you don't have no cup touchdown on there, which is... No no cup touchdown. You want to get wild? No, no, no. Don't do it. No, no, no. I think this is good, man. Cup plus, could have 150 yards and no touchdowns. You know plus what I mean? 17, plus 1,700. This is great. And and also, like, just a general thinking point for props and to take this moving forward also. They tend to get more inflated as the days go on, right? You have two weeks to talk about yardage props and all that, and some of them have moved. Like Cooper Cups opened up at one hundred two and a half. Now it's like one hundred six yeah. in some places. That's a lot. Depending on how high it gets, you may want to go under. If you like a prop over, I'm talking about now. It's too late. But if you like a prop over moving forward, bet that shit the moment it goes up. Yeah. If you like it under, like if you think if you think T Higgins is gonna go under sixty nine and a half. Wait until Sunday because it might get up to 70 and a half. It might get up to 71. So the closer to kickoff we get to, if you like something under, wait. If you like something over, you should have been betted. Casual bettors like to bet the over so they have something to cheer for. And that's kind of the thought process around that. Bet that shit early. Um, so we like this? We like this? I'm yeah, going to bet this. Yeah. I'm going to bet this. Yep. That's fire. We on board? I'm with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's get back into some more X's and O's. You good on the props, Imp? Yeah. All right. Let's go into next thing I want to talk about. Uh, this is not really given a pick yet, fellas. But, Allen, the Bengals win this game if... They have to hit a few big explosive chunk plays. Like They got to hit at least about two four-yard plays. Because this offense is about high-octane explosive. Like They need to hit those big moments where it's just like, okay, chase 50 yards or Higgins... Four yards here, or maybe a screen like with P. Ry, for instance. You just the Bengals. I don't think this is a game for them where they're going to put together 10, 12 play drives. I think they got to be very quick and they just got to kind of ex- capitalize on the Rams' aggressiveness because Raheem Morris is one of the more aggressive defensive mm-hmm. play callers. Mm-hmm. So it's me get those one on one matchups, and whether it's you know, it could even be a screen or it could be downfield because you know, look, I, I know everyone looks at them okay, they got the vertical threats, but. The past two games, the Bengals have hit big plays on screens. It wasn't just P.R. I remember they threw one to Chase against Tennessee. He made the Christian Fulton miss, and it went for like 55 yards. It wasn't for, I forgot what safety. Maybe it was Hooker. Like, Hooker like did like a slide tackle. If he didn't like make that move, like Chase was going for 90 yards. So, like, I think the Bengals know. They know to uh, put together, like, quick passing plays that could go for big yaks. So, I think the Bengals won this game. It's pretty much explosive plays, and they got to make Stafford take some risks they got with that second there like if they're gonna drop eight for stafford into making tight window throws and hoping someone like jesse bates who i think is one of the best cover safeties in the league you know he could jump on it. i think von bell's been on the raid for them as well so they got players that be around the ball and all it takes is one or two turnovers so it's just pretty much Bengals. they're 
when you're not the talented team, you know, or if you're not the more talented team, you got to like capitalize on these big play moments. So that's how what I'm looking at. They certainly have the playmakers to do that. So they do that, and Joe Burrow uh, doesn't take too many hits. I think they got the chance. And same question: Bengals win this game if they can run the ball. If the Bengals can run the ball for like four yards a carry, which is a lot considering they've been under four yards per carry for the last two months, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, despite them wanting to a kind of establish the run, right? right. Yeah, that Zach Taylor talks about it, even though it's kind of Burrow's offense now. I think they can, and I know that's a very broad statement. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of threw the number of yards per carry out there. If they can run at an effective number, they'll win the game. I just don't think it's going to be possible, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. The Bengals win this game. Only if we see bad Matthew Stafford. Like, I think... I think the Bengals need to capitalize because, like, like you said, bro, he threw one that was a punt return to Tart. It was an arm punt. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was an awful decision, mm-hmm. and he just he gives you like one to two passes a game that should get picked off, and I think if he just folds or has a bad game where he's just missing guys, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen it in a little bit, but. I just think that's that's the the biggest thing for me for the Bengals to win right. this game, and they have to capitalize on it too, right? Because yeah. like Tart didn't capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you throw it to Eli Apple or a Woozie, yeah, I think that's where yeah. you got to capitalize. And yo, they got a they got a hawk back there, man. Jesse Bates has been like yeah. a NFL Twitter fan favorite for a minute now. Yeah. That was one of the best interceptions. A long time. Like that deflection, like the way he timed it, just his positioning, everything about it was just flawless. Yeah. Uh, I just also want to mention at first part, Trey Hendrickson needs to have a huge game. If they're gonna win this game, Hendrickson needs to blow up Whitworth. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh Imp, the Rams win this game if it's kinda similar to yours. The Rams win if Stafford throws one or less interceptions. One or less turnovers. Going back to the end of December, Minnesota game, three picks. Baltimore game, two picks. San Francisco game, two picks. And then Arizona, Tampa, San Francisco, no, zero picks, zero picks, one pick. The sauce is there, and I, I think Nick is correct. If you get bad Stafford, Rams lose, you know? So I, I guess I'm kind of just thinking of it from the flip side, right? They yeah. win if he doesn't turn the ball over. I think the Rams could still easily win if Stafford turns it over. I know it would make it much more difficult. I don't think they could easily win. You know what I mean? I think they could still win convincingly. I, I think even Stafford makes one or two mistakes. So yeah, two turnovers. Haven't. So if what if it, so Rams turnover Man, differential? Man, I think that's a. That's so a wait, lot. hold on. Let, let's 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 do this. Okay. All right. So if the Bengals win, the two t- might be pushing it. I'll I'll say that two might be pushing. But he could like he could turn over once. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. One yeah. once. If he turns it over twice. Okay. Okay. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Just because he yeah, had the Bengals offense, like you can't give the Bengals offense so many opportunities because they're just too talented. So all right, all right. I'll, I'll backtrack. You I'll can't let them win the game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And look, and 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 I hate this this line, right? It's is is did the Bengals win or did the Chiefs lose? Did the Bengals win or did the Titans lose? Yeah. Did the Bengals win or the Raiders lose? The entire playoffs 
Although I hate the argument, you can kind of make the argument. I think that's complete nonsense. You do, right? Complete nonsense. I don't look. I don't really subscribe Bang, to it. Bengals outplayed the Titans, no doubt about it. Yeah, Titans had opportunities, but they thoroughly deserved that win. And it, you watch the second half. You watch the overtime. Mahomes was shook. Bengals were moving the ball. Well, that uh, was an all-time collapse. It Last was all-time collapse. But like the Bengals were putting together drives and. Mo- they dropped into coverage. Mahomes didn't know what to do. So, like, you have to give credit to Bengals from a coaching standpoint, the adjustments, and their playmakers made plays. So, no, since he fully deserves to be here. Yeah. That's that's it. Uh, the Rams win. It's got to be usual, their usual efficient selves offensively. Cup gets 8 to 10 catches. Stafford continues playing well. The, the rapport with Beckham keeps clicking and just dominate the trenches as you should. Like, this is the matchup for them. Even if they only get three or four sacks, still affect Burrow as much as possible. Because uh, one thing about Burrow is ar- he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. You know he can underthrow balls, and if he starts getting a little jittery in the pocket, you know the Rams have the playmakers on the back end to pick up. Nick Scott might be someone not to go back to props, but Nick Scott, if, if maybe first interception, I could see him mm. being involved because he's had a huge playoffs. You know you're nice when you have two first names, Nick Scott. Scott. Shout out to Cousin Sal. Leonard Floyd, first sack of the game, 11-1. to 1. Wow. That's not a bad one because he, he gets those cleanup sacks. He, they know how to scheme it up for him. 11-1, first sack. Yeah. I didn't call boss for his Fozzie prop. You know the <laughs> Fozzie Whitaker story, right? Like a random guy? Bro, when the, that was the first year we did VM. And he, I called him, and I was just like, well, we were hanging out. I was like, yo, what's your favorite bet in the Super Bowl? He's like, yo, you're going to laugh. It's horrible. I was like, what? And he's like, Fozzie Whitaker, total yards, two and a half. And if you remember, Jonathan Stewart got like hurt in that game, and they threw like a swing pass to to Fozzie Whitaker for like 18 yards, and Boz cast that. So ever since then, it was the Fozzie prop. P. Ryan, two and a half rushing yards. Let's go. <laughs> that might be the Fozzie. The, t- the Samaje. <laughs> the Fozzie prop this year. I'm going to have to talk to Boss. But, yo, the Rams win this game if uh, that defensive line is reminiscent of those Giants teams, like if they really take over, like how the Bucks did last year too. Yo, honestly, or bro, Seattle against I was, Denver. I was also looking at how well that defensive line played for San Francisco against Kansas City. Like Nick Bosa was going to town yeah. on those offensive linemen. Like he might have been a MVP candidate if they would have won that game. But I think if that if that defensive line shows up and it just it just adds more fuel to the fire of the take that I have about the offensive line from what we saw in the Super Bowl last year, kind of just carrying it over to this one. Obviously, like I mentioned before, it's not that the offensive linemen for the Bengals are missing, but it's not that good of a line going mm-hmm. up. Like, it's a huge mismatch. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to rank where the Bengals are offensive line-wise and then where the Rams are offensive line-wise, uh, defensive, defensive line-wise... Line it gotta be a, a wide. It's your best against worst. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. It has but to you be. know what, man? I said it to Nick two weeks ago. I, I, they keep proving me wrong. This is a scary start, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I but I would have said the same thing about the Chiefs. No, I'm talking about defensive line wise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, boys. That's it. Moment we've been waiting for. Official pick and score. You know, you can bet correct score now. Yeah, right. after that kid. Okay. Oh, go bet. Greatest bets of all time. Um, I'll lead this off. I've thought long and hard about this. <laughs> Yo. But all week I've been looking and I've been reading things. And the tail of the tape, in my opinion, it's all for the Rams. 
Like the Rams are just the better team. They have the best mismatch in this matchup too. I don't think Cooper Cup is going to be stopped because there's nothing that has happened this year for me to think otherwise that they could stop him. I think the Rams win by 14 or more. And Joe Burrow hasn't lost a playoff game. I get it. Uh, whether it was in college and LSU and, and now in the pros. But the more I think of it, the more I see Aaron Donald just, you know, you see Burrow on the ground spiking the ball because he's angry, getting beaten Yelling up. at the O-line. Yeah, maybe like Von Miller gets back there too. They, they're just going to cause a lot of mayhem. And I think this game could get ugly. And I think it could be close. And then, and then it gets ugly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're down 7 or 10 at halftime. And then they cut it back, but then eventually it's like, yeah. you know, Rams put them away like that. I don't think it's going to be a uh, a, a Broncos-Seattle kind of Super Bowl. But I think that at the end, it'll be like a 28-14 kind of game. That's what I'm going with. Rams 28, Bengals 14. Got it. And my Super Bowl MVP is Cooper Cup. I mean, if you were going to pick anyone else other than Cooper Cup. Yeah, it would have been against the brand. Right? Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You even put out a video for that, son. So, yeah, 28-14. Rams win the Super Bowl. I cash my ticket. Cooper Cup MVP. That's where I'm at, Imp. I like it. What about you? I think it's just the Rams' time. Like It's just the talent discrepancy, I think, is eventually going to show up. It As great as this Bengals story is, it just is... The offense line is too much of a concern. I do think the secondary has been playing a little above expectations. Like just the sight of seeing Eli Apple trying to cover Cooper Cup. My boy! Or even Odell, old teammates. It's, I think Ooh, that could get nasty. Like, I, I, I just feel like the Bengals, they've really been punching above their weight. And as fun as the stories has been, it's just I think the Rams are the most complete team. I think they went 30-16. Damn. You and, also have a 14-point yeah, win. Oh. I, I think the Rams are going to win very convincingly, and I think we're going to see a historic night for the best defensive player ever all time. I'm saying Aaron Donald, he's going to have three sacks. Crown him. Best player in the world. Three sacks. MVP. MVP? Yes. Ooh, 16-1. to one. I like that. Going I mean, Donald. that's a... I like that one. Crown him. Hear that? Him? So both of you guys have Rams covering the spread. Yeah, and like rather comfortably too. Yeah. Where are you at? I think the Rams win. Um, but I don't know. I think the four, four and a half. I mean the four and a half, whatever. I just I don't know. I'm gonna go Rams thirty one twenty seven. So on the number you think? Yeah. Thirty one twenty seven. So the way I see it is so it's, you know, four touchdowns and a field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Or, which is a lot, but, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, and with the Bengals, you know, it's a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals. I think McPherson hits two field goals in this game. Mm. So, what I, I, you know, I my, my numbers is going to lean, you know, from that perspective. So, um, but yeah, I'll go 31-27. 31-27. Which is two tu- three touchdowns and two field goals. Yeah. So, 31-27 for you. 30-16. to 16. Correct. 28-14. Huh. Huh. I'm going to play all of those. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Because then you know them clips are going to be fire. Hell yeah. Repost them, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, real quick, some of the biggest bets made on this Super Bowl. $4.5 million on the Bengals. That's Mattress Mac, the the guy. He also bet the uh, Alabama, too, last go-around. Um, 
$522,500 on Rams minus four. Quarter million dollars on Rams money line minus 200. 200K on Bengals plus four and a half. $180,000 on Rams minus 180. Bengals plus four and a half, 110K, and then $105,000 on the Rams minus four. So those are some of the big bets that have been tracked for the Super Bowl. And don't forget the one dude who bet Bengals a couple million dollars on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl before they play Tennessee, who's now probably head Charlie right now. Yeah, if you're talking about millions of dollars at stake, I'm probably hedging. Yeah. For sure. Especially that early. Yeah. You know? Definitely. But man, this was fun. This was a doozy. Man, what a time. Let's get it. Long season, yo. Long yeah, but season I'm sad ever. it's over. They, they marked that was their marketing thing. Yeah. It's the longest season ever. Yeah. Anything we'll else? Wrap this bitch up or what? Uh, any, any other name drops you want to get in there? I think we mentioned every name imaginable. I I just under mixing rushing yards. <laughs> as long as he scores a touchdown. Yeah, bro. yeah. You just, can just score a tutty for us. That's what's dope about the single game parlays too. Rams sixth in rushing DVOA. They held Elijah Mitchell to twenty yards and eleven Co- carries. Collinsworth calling the game will be fascinating. <laughs> the Bengals connection. Past the rush. How many times? I think I heard Simmons say it. How many times are they going to show Collinsworth in a Bengals jersey? Oh, man. It's going to oh, be a bet yeah. like, <laughs> Bro, you know what's one of the wildest bets I ever made? It was like minus 350 when the Broncos and the Panthers played in the Super Bowl that they were going to show the Golden Gate Bridge because it was in San Fran, like Alcatraz. Uh-huh. And they did in like the third quarter. I didn't know that that bet hit because I got so fucked up that day. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. I rewatched it because we were going to record VM that week. So I didn't watch that game. But, like, chances are they're going to show, like, the Hollywood side. 100%. You, you would expect them to show the, the Hollywood side. The walk of uh, the. Oh, the stars. How, are they going to not, like, Photoshop the NFL players' names on those? Oh, yeah. That's a lot, right? Love yeah. it. That L word. You love it. Man. Rams it, have been home for so long. Last thing, Rams have been home for a really long time. This is the these these are but the they most. Just, um, they play in Tampa two weeks, three weeks ago. No, but I'm saying, but think about all of these other teams that are trapped. I mean, the Super Bowl experience itself is is ridiculous. Yeah, but mm-hmm. think about the component of them being able to do it from their homes. Oh, That's okay. a good point. And also think about this: no team has ever played more home games in an entire season. In an entire season, yeah. Because okay. remember, the Bucks last year didn't play any home games in the playoffs. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the Rams played. Two. So, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a good game, though. It'll be a good game. But, fellas, this was a, this was a blast. I enjoyed this. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. Uh, at Veterans of Minimum, you can find everything for the show. At Nick Day is Tenders, you can find me. Check out the Patreon. You can get next week's episode with uh, our guy, Matt Pavage. Nice. Had the number one comedy album in the country. Guy was... It was good. It was a good chat. It's up there on Patreon right now. Uh, over to our right, you guys can't see it, but the Super Bowl boxes, we filled them up. Shout out to everyone that contributed. I appreciate it. We're going to do the drawing on here, and I'm going to post the video after the fact. It'll be on the YouTube channel. We'll post it on Instagram, and I've made a list of all the people that have uh, gotten a box, so I'll directly message you and give you what your numbers are. And yeah, thank you for that. Um, what else is there? Shouts to Blue Wire. Shouts to Impy. Shouts to Allen. 
I appreciate you guys. I love you guys too. Drop the L word. You know, let's too. get it. Too, and uh, yeah, Imp, where can they find you, bro? I M P Y seven one eight on Twitter. Anthony E Imposado on Instagram. Oh, a change. Just now, well, a couple days ago. Okay. Yeah. Any any reason like. Nah, I, was just I wish wanted... I could just use Nick Davis, but I can't. Someone got that shit. That's bro. why I had to put Anthony E. Oh. And this guy, Anthony Postato, oh. don't even post. Yo, same thing with me. Someone got well, it. That's the worst thing. They haven't posted since just... 2014. I've DM'd them like, yo, I'll give you like 100 bucks. <laughs> don't, don't you... you should be able to like put a claim in just the social media. I, I got to talk. Yo, Blue Eye. I totally agree. Let's, let's, come right. on, man. I totally agree. Anyway. I got to talk to Blue Eye. be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Can't even get my name back. <laughs> Alan, where can they find you? Alan Sturk. Thankfully, I don't have to work on name. Can't take it. <laughs> A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. Yo, I'm so jealous of that, bro. That's popping. That's great. That's great. Guys, again, this was a pleasure. Shouts to all the legends that listen, and we'll catch you guys next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.